It's time for the bald cast with the bald predictor himself, JT Wilcox. Going bald never sounded so good. What up? What up? What up? That's right. You heard it correct. JT Wilcox in the bald cast. Like to welcome everybody in. I hope you've been enjoying all the episodes. We had some great guests uh, so far, and we're going to definitely keep the ball rolling. Uh, I want to apologize. I know we only I think we did like one episode last week. Uh, we had some guests lined up. Things didn't quite work out schedule wise, but we're back. We got a great got a great slate of guests this week. Uh, we're going to stick to that three times a week model. So we got some good stuff lined up for this coming weekend, the weeks in the in the near future. Uh, jumping right into it, one thing that's really been going on, uh, talking about money in sports and money in sports and, and NBA free agency. You look at some of the deals that they're handing out, it's like they're dealing with monopoly money. I mean, you look at what Mike Conley got. And I'm going to start, it's, it's everybody's st- getting money, like just like Kevin Hart say, uh, uh, getting money. So everybody's getting money, and it's, it's like they hand these teams, these franchises, everybody had spending money. Everybody had cap space, So and they have, to, they have to spend it. They can't just sit on it. They have to spend it. And you look at, Look at the deal Mike Conley got, like $135 million for Mike Conley. And no disrespect to Mike Conley. Mike Conley is a very a, a good point guard uh, on a, when healthy, a good Memphis Grizzlies team. But Mike Conley's not going to be the reason you win a championship. So why, is he getting, why, is he, why does he have the richest contract in the NBA right now? DeMar DeRozan. Similar much, like I think he got like 130. Yeah, got the uh, rap help get the Raptors to the Eastern Conference Finals, pushed Cleveland to six games. Demar Derozan, good, great player, very athletic. He's improved from when he came out of USC up till now. He's learned to shoot a little bit. He can. He's a, a, a kind of an efficient, fairly efficient scorer. But again, is he a guy that's going to single-handedly lift your franchise? I don't think so. Timothy, Timothy Mosgolf comes from Cleveland where he lost his position in their rotation, gets $64 million from the Lakers. They're going small ball in the NBA right now, and you're paying a 7'1", 270-pound, more traditional back-to-the-basket kind of center, more of a slower plotting kind of center. You're playing him $64 million for four years? Stealing money. But talking about money, and it comes down to the high school level too. Now, obviously, it's not about the players. We're talking about the coaches. And the money that the coaches are getting or aren't getting is is something that's become a topic of conversation. You talk to any coach in South Florida, Dade and Broward, and that's something. If you want to get a coach riled up down here, Talk to them about the stipend or the lack thereof that they receive uh, for being a head football coach or an assistant coach. I mean, and, and it's a great it's a it's a great topic for debate because athletics and and athletics and academics go hand in hand on the high school level. And you look at what these football programs are doing for their respective schools. You look at a game like Central and Booker T. Okay, that game is easily going to bring out eight to ten thousand people. That one game can just about fund the entire 
athletic program. And I'm not talking about football, basketball, baseball, track. That that one game, or or major, that one game can, if not fund the rest of the programs, majority of it can be funded by that one game. And that comes down ultimately to the success of the head football coach. If the head football coach is doing his job, that means there's a good football team out there, and that means it's a team that people want to come see, which means money for the school. But that money is not being pumped back into the coaches. Now, for anybody that doesn't necessarily know how the process works, coaches are typically supposed to be full-time employees of the school, of the school board, you know, teach or whatever, and they receive a salary for that. Now, within that, they receive a stipend for taking part of extracurricular activities, athletics being the one we're talking about today, and they have stipends uh, for just about every everything, whether it's the art director or being a department chair, there's different levels of stipends. Now, I looked it up and definitely knew I was going, going to have the right stats for it. In Dade County, this past school year, the stipend for a head football coach, get ready for this, $3,090. $3,090 extra stipend on top of what the, the head football coach is going to make as a teacher. Now, teachers are underpaid. We already know that. So then to grossly, even more gross, even more so grossly underpay uh, what a football coach does is, is, is quite an egregious thing because you, you think, think about what a football coach does. It's, it's not just show up to games, call a few plays, yell at some kids and yell at the referees and then go home. That, that's, that's not what it is. It's not uh, just go open up, the, uh, open up the locker room, give the guys a speech, and that's just it. That, that's, that's not it. These guys are working literally year-round. They may get maybe a month, two weeks to a month, maybe, vacation. Because the way football is now, at least down here, is year-round. August to December, if you play into December in the playoffs, okay, you're coaching. So let's, let's say a team doesn't even make the playoffs. August to November, you're coaching games. As every day, first semester of school, you're in school teaching your classes, go out after practice, practice, film study, all that good stuff, August through November. Then you go December, January, February, you got to work to get your kids in school for signing day. Get those seniors, do everything you can to get those seniors sent off to school. On top of that, while that's going on, you got all-star games. You got the beginning of seven-on-sevens, okay? So you got to make sure that you have your kids ready for that, whatever you, whatever it is that you're doing. College tours, all right? Then you go March, April, May, seven-on-seven, college tours. Okay, it, so and the, these head coaches, they have to be there. I mean, because if you're not, you lose your kids. I mean, now some coaches may have different systems in place with their assistants and what have you, but you're seeing head coaches out at these seven-on-sevens. You're seeing Earl Tillman and Ice Harris. You're seeing Daryl Bethune and, and Daryl Heidelberg. You're seeing Monty Dilworth. You're seeing these head coaches out there at these seven-on-sevens in the blistering sun, and they're doing this for – and in, in Dade, it was $3,090, and Broward, it was $3,038 for a head coaching stipend. And then the assistants in Dade was $1,473, <clears throat> excuse me, and in Broward, it was 
2,169. So, again, the job that these guys are doing, they're not getting paid for. So the job that these coaches are doing, they're definitely not getting paid for because it's not just something that happens uh, once, you know, just for a couple months at a time. This is a year-round thing. Like I was saying, one person that has been a staunch supporter and somebody that has spoken out about this particular subject, amongst others, I mean, he does a great job at it. He's somebody that I've always respected his work from from the beginning when it was music to now when it's being a philanthropist and, and being a coach himself. The one, the only, the great Luther Uncle Luke Campbell, assistant coach at Jackson, Liberty City Optimist, all that great stuff. Thanks so much for joining the ballcast today. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Wilcox? Hey, doing great. Glad to have you. This this is this is big. The ballcast has made it now that we have you on it. Oh man, don't say that. Don't say that. I'm just, you know, I'm just, a, I'm a small fish in a in a in a big pond. No, well, you well, you definitely make some of the biggest waves, and we appreciate. All, I know that. I appreciate all the thing, all the things that you do. Uh, talking about and talking about today with the the money or lack thereof that high school football coaches receive as a stipend, and and I was going over some of the numbers before. Talking about in Dade County, just uh, the numbers from this past season, this past school year, $3,090 stipend for head football coaches, $1,473 for assistance. That, that, that's bad. No, that's bad. That's absolutely bad. I mean, because, uh, you know, just like you say, I, I wrote about this in my columns in the Miami New Times uh, uh, maybe a couple years ago uh, when I was, when I was with Miami Central, I went and, uh, you know, we went to Texas and we saw, we went and played a football game in Texas. And my wife is from Texas and they had a big old article in the newspaper, you know, while we were sitting there in the hotel, probably getting ready to go in the uh, uh, warm ups and all that. And we all started reading this article and it, it broke down every coach and how much those coaches make in Texas at every one of those schools. And it averaged out to be, at least a hundred thousand dollars per head coach, and in some cases, it was a hundred thousand dollars plus ten thousand dollar bonus for every win that you made. Wow! That you that you got. So again, you know, when you think about when you think about it, you know, you think about this from the standpoint that uh, in Florida, in Florida, we average it out. It's about thirteen cent a day. Wow! Because as you know. We're year-round. It ain't like we stop when the fall stops. You know, I mean, you know for yourself, you stand out there at the 7 on 7 you're covering football. We go, we, we probably have one week off, mm-hmm. you know, from that state championship. I mean, once you go, if, you, if you're deep into the playoffs, you go and you start back Martin Luther King uh, weekend. After Martin Luther King holiday, everybody is back coaching football again. And we go all the way back until – you know, until your season ends in football. And if you don't do that, you won't be successful. <laughs> so when you average it out, the amount of money that we make in spring football and fall football, that's about $0.13. Cents. That's it. about $0.13 cents a, a uh, that's about $0.13 cents a, a, a day. Wow. And that that's the, you know, and that's the really you know, saddening thing about it. Because, and like I was saying, it's like you said, it's year-round. And then not only that, you guys are giving kids rides home. You're 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 the father figure. You're the uncle. You're the brother. You're you know you're the doctor. You're the lawyer. You're so much to these kids, 
and it's more than any fan. And some fans may know, some may not know, but even the ones that think they know, there's so much that goes into coaching high school football, especially in South Florida with what a lot of these kids have to deal with in their homes and in their neighborhoods. You guys have a monster of a job to do it every day for 13 cents. It's, 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 it's a, uh, a big job. I mean, right now I'm driving home, coming home from practice. You know, kids just finished eating. You know, you got to go get the food and all that. I'm dropping some kids off mm-hmm. right now. You know what I'm saying? And so at the end of the day, when you talk about 13 cents a day, huh, that does not get you your gas money back. That don't even pay for gas. So in all actuality, and then when, you, when you're coaching in the, in, the, in the city, most of these kids need some lunch. Yeah. Hey, Coach, let me hold something. $5. Five dollars here, five dollars there. Okay, now you gotta get them some uh you gotta get them some protein or something like that. Some of them need uh, uh, uh additional help. You yeah. know, hey look man, I you know uh you know, we ain't got no food at all. You know, can coach can you help me out? Yeah, yeah, man, no problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, coach, we need uh I uh you know I'm struggling at the house. You know, I, I gotta get these uniforms for school. Okay, I got you. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot that goes into it. But in the sad part about it, when you look at South Florida football, and you know better than I know, when you look at the NFL, there are more football players from Miami-Dade County than there is anywhere in the world. Yeah. There's more football players. So now here we're coaching these kids at a very high level. And at the end of the day, the coaches in this area get paid peanuts. We're, we're we virtually do it for free. Essentially. You know, and and that, to me, I do it for free because it's, it's my way of giving back. But then the average coach right now, and it goes real deep, uh, uh, Wilcox, the average coach, he's a school teacher. He does not get paid in the summer. Right. But he's still he's out there at seven on seven. Exactly. And then, and, then, and then they got this big old conversation about the conversation about satellite camps. So now add the camps on to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got to then go rent a bus for $6,000 to then take the kids to camps around the country. And now you take the satellite camps away, what ends up happening there? We got to rent the bus now. Now satellite camps come in, we'll have to rent that bus because the, uh, the big colleges are coming up to South Florida. And you can go hit one of those cars that save that money because a lot of these kids can't afford that. So it's a big, it's, it, it, it's real sad. And it's big, it, it's big business for a lot of people, but it's sad for a coach. It is. Luther Campbell joining the ball cast with JT Wilcox. Now, how, and, and I know we can't fix it right here, right now, but what can, how can things get better? I mean, is it a sake of making, creating a, a coach's union or, or what, what can be done? To where maybe at least the stipend gets doubled. I don't know. Maybe you get twenty six cents a day. What what can we do to make it better? I mean, what the, what you know what the state of Florida need to do is is look at what Georgia is doing. They need to look at what Texas is doing. These are top of the line states for football: Florida, Georgia, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Florida, Georgia, Texas, Alabama. They need to be they need to be in line. With those those states, because what if what the average football coach is doing? I mean, he's getting he's getting these kids two hundred thousand uh, dollars scholarship mm-hmm. because they're coaching at a certain level. 
and what 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 they what they need to seriously look at. And as you know, and as well as I know, right now, a lot of these NCAA schools are coming in here and getting these coaches. Yeah. So you're Terry Lockett and all them kind of guys, those top of the line coaches, your ISAs and all those, and and before you know it, Brown is gone, and before you know it, uh, uh, some of these other uh, bright guys are very good coaches. We're gonna start losing them, and then we're gonna have to start replacing them with not so so good a coaches. Mm-hmm. So when you start losing a virtual Terry Lockett to the NCAA, now what we're gonna now what we're gonna have these guys. You, I mean, guys are taking jobs at Florida and them getting paid thirty thousand dollars. Just happy to get up out of there. Wow. Guys are taking jobs at, at at different colleges, making less than sixty thousand dollars. Because again, it's better than three thousand. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. 30, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it so is. We, that's 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 a big fallout that that I see. We're gonna start losing a lot of good good coaches, and we're not gonna be able to take those kind of coaches. At, 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 at that fast rate, because as you know, it took Terry Lockett a long time to become Terry Lockett, that kind of coach. You get Roland Smith out of here, you get a guy like A.J. out of here, you already got Corey Bell, you know, he was an excellent coach over at Edison. Yep. Well, you know, you, you get Coach Manning up out of here, and it's just a matter of time before somebody gets out of the job, it, you know, you're going to lose to be good, good guys that's coaching football around here. Hey, you're, you're, you're right on it. You're hitting the nail on the head, Coach. I mean, because even recently you have Devin Bush Sr. goes to University of Michigan. You have uh, Coach Mike Rumpf goes to UM. And these were state championship winning coaches. These are guys that play football at the highest level, and now they've gone on to college for, for greener pastures, if you will. So you're absolutely right on that. And you brought up a great thing about the what Georgia's doing and what Alabama's doing. There's a coach in Georgia. Buford High School, Jess Simpson, makes $174,000 a year. He's only he's the fourth highest paid person in that school district behind the superintendent, two principals, and the director of curriculum. And he's a football coach at this school. Yep. A football yep. coach making that kind of money. Yep. And, and again, because, I mean, you know, the football coach, unfortunately, when you're sitting up there, and we're sitting at whatever school you may name, and we're sending 10 to 15 kids to college, mm-hmm. no other sport does that. No. I mean, no other sport does that. It's not even the academic. Not even the no, – no. So that coach should be very valuable. But what, what has happened here in the state of Florida, you know, coaches just love the game so much. We want to coach. You know, guys ain't going to – you know, guys ain't gonna go out there and, and, and you know fight for it. It ain't about money for us, but because it's not about money for us, then you know a lot of these guys again. I think these coaches, if you're a football coach and you, they know you gotta work in the summer, they know you gotta live. These principals, they will fire you. These principals will fire you if you do not win. So if that's the case, why not pay these guys? The coach in the summer. Yeah. I mean, all season work out of there because they know. If, you don't, if we ain't listening right now, you know, I don't need to get paid. It ain't about me. It's about my friends who who, who got to go and, and, and get little R.E.N. jobs because they can't go on the trip. I work in the school system, 
and I, you know, and you know, it's already tough. And and through the summer, I don't get paid. Those guys should be able to get a check. You know what I'm saying? To bring their numbers up. If you're, if you're, I mean, you you got ten, twenty thousand people sitting in the stand at that particular school. You should be able to get at least a hundred thousand dollars. Roy Smith should be getting paid a hundred thousand dollars. Ice Harris should be get paid a hundred thousand dollars. No question about it. And you're absolutely right because they're saying, and I was reading a great article, and I think it was the Atlanta Atlanta Journal Constitution talking about uh, Coach Simpson saying, "Oh, because he's 138 and eight, and and he's won seven state championships." We have coaches with similar resumes down here. You bring up Roland; he's won at at, at the highest level, won three straight at Central. Uh, I mean, you bring up Coach Chris Merritt, somebody who's just cons- been consistently a winning program there at Columbus. I mean, Coach, same thing with Tim Ice Harris Sr., just consistently winning year in, year out, developing kids, sending kids off to school. So not just winning games, but also just winning in life uh, for his football players and getting sending them off to the next level. Those are things that, like you said, they warrant more money. Exactly. And, and, and just like I say, I mean, just like I say, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna eventually lose those guys to the NCAA, and we're going to end up having, not saying the guys on the park can't coach, but you're going to have a whole bunch of park coaches out here coaching who ain't necessarily ready for it. You know, I'm a park coach. I started out at the park, and I worked my way up, and Dan like gave me an opportunity at Miami Central, and Billy uh, 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 gave me an opportunity to be a defensive coordinator at Northwestern, so I worked my way up. Again, now, if you, if you had to put me on as a defensive coordinator straight off the park, what I that that, that I'm not going I'm not going to develop a kid in a proper manner because that's a whole different brand of football mm-hmm. and a whole different brand of responsibility. So we need to start thinking about okay, you got to be we have to keep these these guys here because now if you go get a job at the University of North Carolina, University of Miami, make it three hundred, that's fine. We can't lose you. We cannot lose you to Bethune Cookman and Florida A and M because we can't lose you to those schools. There, they got, we got we got to be able to keep those coaches here because those coaches are great educators at a game of football, as well as being as, as well as they get tons of kids, college scholarships and opportunities, millions and millions of dollars in that one year. So that's what we do. We sit down and we add it up. In school, let them add them. We we sit on the board. Okay, University of Miami, two hundred and fifty thousand. University of Florida, two hundred and fifty thousand. We ended up. We just did uh, over three billion dollars in scholarships. Wow. And that's how we look at we're successful. And you're only getting three thousand dollars for a stipend. That that's that's the sad part about it. Luther Campbell joining the ballcast with JT Wilcox. I know you I like I said, I know you do it to give back and you definitely do a great job with it. I I think I saw recently you you were doing something with Liberty City Optimus with uh, allowing kids just no questions asked, come in and sign up, don't have to worry about any kind of fees or something like that. Tell me tell me about that. Yeah, you know, uh, at, my pro- at the program, you know, that I'm co-founder of Liberty City Optimus. This is our 26th year. And what, we've, what we're finding, uh, Wilcox, is that a lot of kids are now playing, a lot of kids are now playing Junior high football. Mm. A lot of schools that, you know, we didn't even think about this. A lot of schools in a lot of different areas, they got this junior high football. So the kids at 11 and 12 years old 
on the parks, whether it's Green Cherry, Liberty City, Overtown, those kids uh, vanish. They vanish. They're, they, they're playing in those junior highs right now. So what I did was I said, look here, man, this is what we're going to do. And at the same time, at the 11 and 12 year old, that's the most impressionable age. I say, everybody at our park, we'll just let them all play for free. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and some of the other programs looked at it in the same way because we need to keep our kids on the park in our community versus getting pushed off in one of these private schools at 11 or 12 years old. You know, you know, going into the... Hey, we've been very successful at what we've been doing on the park from 4 to 15 years old. I mean, we got... Uh, maybe 15 to 20 NFL players that came out of our program and every other program around there at, at how we do it and what we do, the competitive edge of football. There ain't no recreation of football. It's hardcore football. So I say, hey, look, man, let me just go ahead and let all these kids here play for free. I don't want them to pay for nothing, the cheerleaders. You know, and, that, and, and that's what we do at, at our Optimus. Our Optimus, is a really community based. We got over 150 volunteers. Our executive directors, none of us get paid a dime. You know, we have over 500 kids year round, whether it's baseball, football, basketball. We get ready to open up our gymnasium that one of our former players helped get built, uh, Keon Hardeman, who's the commissioner in, in that district. You know, we got a $6.5 million building, uh, probably be open uh, in August. You know, and that's what we do. We just, I mean, you know, that's what we're all about. So we, we're very excited about that. So anytime that we can allow kids to play for free, we do that. We have another hundred and some kids that we, on top of that, that we allow to play every year, year-round sports. You know, and the city pretty much uh, 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 sponsors those kids right there. But, you know, we just try to do what we try to do. I mean, we get a little money from the, from the county. You know, a, a few dollars from the uh, from the city, thirty-three thousand dollars from the county, and sixty thousand from the city, and that's how we run a program on a year-round basis. Well, Figure coach, we we definitely need more people like you with the mindset that you have. You and your staff uh, do a, do a great job, and you're doing a great work. And I can I want to say thank you and, and just show my appreciation for that because we need more positive reinforcement for our youth today, and you guys are doing a great job in that. So. Thanks so much, and, and thank you for joining the ballcast today. Like I said, we made it that we got Uncle Luke on the ballcast today. Thanks so much. Hey, you're, hey, I appreciate it, Wilcox. Anytime, man. Say, say hello to your dad and your mom. Those are my, my buddies there. I definitely will. I'm actually taking them out to dinner tonight, so I'll definitely let them know and make sure they listen to this one today. Okay, though. Appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Uncle Luke Luther Campbell joining the broadcast with J.T. Wilcox. Listen, we need more people with that kind of mindset that he has. He's always been pro-youth, pro-sports, pro and, and marrying those two ideas. So for what he's doing, what his staff is doing, nothing but kudos, definitely thumbs up to him. So to kind of wrap things up a little bit before we, before we get out of here, you have coaches at Buford High School, Jess Simpson, $174,000 a year. Now, okay, you look at the record, a one thirty-eight and eight. That is impressive. All right, you you can't you can't you can't take nothing away from that. that is impressive. Uh, then you look at another one though, Thomasville High School in Georgia. This coach Leroy Rawls or Riles, however you pronounce it, one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year. He made that's what he made. His team won one game 
in the 2015 season. One game, and he got over $120,000. Now, Georgia, I was doing some reading up on it. They do pay their employees based off of their experience and their level of certification. So the more degrees or the higher level degrees you have and the longer you've been doing it, the, the, the longer tenure you have, they'll give you more money because they're, they're, I read that there are just some regular classroom teachers pulling in that kind of salary in Georgia. And that's great. That, that, Georgia's got to figure it out in, in that regard. I mean, you look at we just lost Coconut Creek's uh, Kareem Reed. He, went, he, was, he was in Georgia working, came down here Coconut Creek, and now he's back in Georgia. So I, I'm pretty sure he's benefiting from some numbers like that. You know, obviously we can't call anybody's pocket, but I'm sure he's doing he's he's being well taken care of by his school there. So, again, we is whatever is if it's making a union and, and, and Luther, Luther Campbell, somebody that's spoken out about it. I know Wesley Freighter, uh, somebody that will have in the ball cast sometime in the future. He's spoken out about uh, maybe creating a coaches union because of the, the lack of pay, uh, lack of stipend uh, pay that the coaches get here in South Florida again. $3,090 for a Dade County head coach, 3038 for a Broward head coach. Think about that. Think about that. So, players, next time you want to give coach some lip and, and, and act out and not want to do whatever he says and want to throw, you know, throw a tantrum, walk off the field, all that, get back and forth with the coach, think about what he's out there doing it for. $3,000 year-round. Think about that. All right, that's it for the ballcast, and I'm out.